You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 98. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Crack a Lacking Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 98. Noventiocho. <laughs> we have a special guest with us today, Hank Barb, who's going to be joining us. And uh, we think our episode, I think it's coming out a day before Veterans Day. So we think this is a really uh, fitting episode to have. We do give a lot of praise and thanks for all those uh, people in the military, former military people who uh, save and protect us and keep us free and a lot of praise and thanks to that and i think hank's going to be a real epitome of uh what it takes and what it did take and what he does today a lot of a lot of fly happenings on the cast what y'all think fellas yeah man excited to have him on you know he was uh somebody that was brought up by another guest that we had justin roberts a while back uh Justin said, man, this is a re- this guy has a really cool story. I think he'd be great for y'all too. So as always, you know, we, we throw out that we're, you know, always open to the opportunity to meeting new people and having people on. So if you have somebody that you think would fit well for the cash, just let us know and we'll look into it and see if it works out. But yeah, we're very thankful that uh, you agreed to come on and it was nice to get to meet with you uh, a couple weeks ago, have lunch. So we're looking forward to it today. Yeah, it was, it's good meeting you guys too, man. It's the first time that I went out to a restaurant to eat hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I can't remember. Hank, did you get a hot dog or a burger? No, I actually got a burger. So I should, yeah. Yeah, you can't. You can't go wrong with that burger over there. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't able to have the hot dog with Hank, um, but I did get to watch your uh, YouTube trailer, man. It was very, very touching, very inspirational, and. Um, you're very talented, so I look forward to hearing about what you're doing these days and kind of how where life's taking you. And uh, just thank you for your service and all that you've done. And I'm just we're blessed to have you. So we're really excited. Thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, look, Hank. Before we hop into a, a little "Would You Rather" game with John, we thought it might be good for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, man. A little on your background, what you got going on. Just a, kind of a short snippet window look, so to speak. All right. Uh, my name's Hank Barb. I'm, uh, I was a medic and a flight medic when I was in the army, uh, came back, struggled a little bit and, and found some, some, uh, I guess, relief and some things that helped me some purpose and music. And, uh, I'm in a band called three beards. We play a lot of veterans events across the country. We play other events like festivals and stuff that aren't veterans events as well, but you know, veterans are near and dear to our heart. Uh, three of us in the band are combat vets, you know, so we kind of really cool. We can relate to that. Uh, uh, we've actually got an album coming out next month and it's called blood makes the grass grow. Nice. That? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, works. I'm excited about that. And then, uh, you know, as you know, you guys have talked to Justin, I'm a co-host of his show do good. 
Uh, and we've got a bunch of stuff going on with that too. I think we're going to California week after next to sit on a film panel. Uh, so, you know, I feel like we're moving on up, you know, where people are flying us out places to, to talk about stuff. So really sit on a film pedal. What is a panel? What does that uh, consist of? Uh, a, a film panel is based. Okay. So there's a film festival. It's a Coronado Island film festival. And it's oh, happening. I love that area. Oh, that's nice. beautiful. Yeah. It's happening the ninth to the 12th, I think. I know that uh, me and Chappie are sitting on a panel and it's veterans in media and entertainment. Okay. Uh, and so what a panel is, is they'll have, there'll be four of us sitting on, on stage uh, and people will buy tickets who are prospective filmmakers or, or just interested. And then I'll, they'll ask us questions and, and we'll answer those questions. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Neat opportunity cool. to get to go travel a little bit. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Get to go have excuses to go to Los Angeles, right? Makes I'm going to spend four days in Los Angeles with uh, with one of my buddies. He's a comedian, okay. And so I'll be in North Hollywood for a few days, and I think me and Justin are going on some really cool meetings to meet with some some pretty heavy hitting guys. So it's it's going to be a good trip. Wow, man, that could really turn into something pretty special. Yeah, best of I'm luck hoping. with that, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know I I, I trust in Chappie. Chappie is you know Chappie is uh, is a go getter. Justin, when I say yeah. Chappie, it's okay. Justin Roberts. Okay, Chappie. okay. Uh, you know, he's he's a good dude, and he does everything the right way. You know, he's he's uh, he's a gift to the world, man. Yeah, and for our listeners, for those of you who haven't uh, tuned into that episode, it was a great episode um, with Justin Roberts, and you know, they discussed the. Um, film that they made no greater love uh, military documentary so if you haven't listened to that episode that's a great one to flip back to and take a listen to and there's also a great film that you can watch on i believe netflix or amazon prime do you know what it's, it's playing on, on it's on amazon prime right amazon now prime. Yeah. okay no greater love. well very cool hank and uh yeah we're looking forward to the day you've definitely got an inspiring story that that i think will resonate with a lot of people that that tune into the cast and Definitely uh, feathers in with what we do and trying to motivate and inspire people. But before we uh, hop in, we're going to flip it to Johnny with a little Would You Rather action here. Again, you've gotten to know John over our little lunch, and I know you've talked to him a few times. So kind of know, tell him what you get here. Just don't put it on Craig and I. You just never know what you got. <laughs> this is a pretty easy one. I feel like we already kind of um, have gone through this now that, now that uh, we've had a little discussion here. But my question is, would you rather – Two beards or three beards? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> would you rather hamburgers or hot dogs? Hmm. You, you know, we went to a hot dog place and I ate a hamburger. And then I was watching everybody eating the hot dogs. And I think I rather would have had a hot dog. <laughs> wow, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to go back the next time that you come into town. Um, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> okay yeah let, let me know whenever you're coming back in and watch and when we do when i when i look at a burger and go you know i think i'm gonna get this burger remind <laughs> me no man <laughs> i need some redirection sometimes so. okay okay we'll that, hold that you to it Hank. how about you cc well on a day-to-day -day basis um like if i'm grilling for the family or friends i always i probably would gravitate towards the burger um but, you know, I didn't realize that hot dogs could be gourmet until I went to Bosky's, y'all's restaurant. And, you know, when you start getting exotic, you know, duck sausage and steens and fancy toppings. It's hard to, I mean, you, you try a couple of those, it's hard to go there and not get the hot dog. So 
Um, but you know, if, I, if I'm cooking it, it's not going to get too fancy. It's going to be chili cheese, you know, so I'll probably make have the burger. That's fancy to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How about you? Hot dog. Hot dog. Well, uh, I'm not going to hold after my namesake here. I'm going to go with the burger. Uh, I do like hot dogs, but I, man, I like a good hamburger. Actually what I'm going to be eating right after this, uh, for lunch is going to be a hamburger today. So, um, and I think at Botsky's, we got a little bit of both. Both are pretty good. Um, and I recently discovered eating a hamburger on a wrap, which is pretty phenomenal. I guess it could still be called a hamburger, but instead of the bun, you're well, getting uh, just the meat on a wrap. A little more on the healthy side. But I'm going to stick with the burger. What do you think, Johnny? Well, um, you know, I feel like every time that I go there, I generally order... Smoke sausage. Smoke sausage. <laughs> Uh, so that's in the hot dog category. So I guess I would have to stay um, hot dog. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's just I've tried all of them. I've had the burgers. Well, the burgers are great, too. Um, and generally, I like hamburgers. But uh, I don't know. You know, we we uh, we actually we slaughtered hogs yesterday. Oh, wow. so I've really? got I've got about 100 pounds of pork in my freezer right now. So tonight, I think uh, and, and most of it, I got ground and I think I could make a pork burger. There you oh, go. Good. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that would be wow, delicious. Be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do y'all do that often out there, Hank? I'm kind of intrigued. We're, we're, do we do hog hunting or are we just slaughtering them? Oh, no, man. Uh, my neighbors are like awesome. They're both authors. They write books. Uh, cool. But they moved out to the country to, to start a farm. Okay. And like our properties are connected. Uh, and so when they got some pigs they're like hey do you want a pig and i said sure and uh i named it choppy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i told him i was like hey man but anyway yeah so so yesterday was harvest day and so a group of us that had all jumped in on the hogs came in there and we fed the apples into the hogs to draw them into the the catch pen and and then we hired a uh, uh like a mobile butcher to come out okay and they just and they just took them and processed them and gave us wrapped, pack, labeled packages of wow. pork. Wow. That's nice. Right on the spot. That is pretty cool. It was so much more expensive than going to Walmart and buying pork. <laughs> 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 well, Hank, we, uh, we've enjoyed the little prelude here. Let's, all, let's hop on into the topic. And, and I, I think you might be better served to kind of tell us more in depth on your journey, um, you know, serving in the military and then trying to find a purpose coming out of it. And then, uh, the experience you had, I would say with life, so to speak, can you, can you, uh, tell us a little bit about your story? Where are uh, you from originally, Hank? I, I grew up in, in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a little bit older than you guys. So, you know, I grew up and we had three channels on TV and all the news channels said the exact same thing you know, and uh, if they said it, it was the law. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up and I wanted to be an astronaut and I wanted to join the army and I wanted to do all that stuff. So I, I think I was 17 when I joined the army and uh, I, I joined during that, the few relative peaceful years in, in, in America, you know? And so I had no idea what, you know, what combat really was. Uh, but I did see that the guys that had the wings on their chest and the guys that wore the berets, like those guys got treated better. And so I started looking, well, I want to get treated like that. So I signed up for all that stuff. I, and then uh, 
I did all that stuff. And then one day war started and I found out why those guys got treated better. You know, uh, the, we, we, we flew so many missions, you know, when, when, when I was there, the initial, I was there for the initial invasion into Iraq in 2003 and, and there was no ground evac, you know, you couldn't get in an ambulance and take somebody to the hospital from Asamoah when you're invading the city, you know? Uh, and so we did a lot of, I think in four months, we flew about 370 hours, but you got to remember that that's, you know, an hour at a time. And those in your flying missions, like, so it was a lot. Uh, and when I came back, uh, it was, you know, number one, I didn't want to fly anymore, you know, just because I'd seen some of the bad things that happened, you know, uh, I was, I was hurt. I'd hurt myself. It wasn't, you know, bad guys didn't hurt me. Uh, and, uh, and I didn't, you know, and I was, I was in a leadership position. So it wasn't like I was able to talk to someone and say, man, I'm not sleeping. I'm not. So my solution was I just drank. Right. And, uh, and I probably stayed drunk for the first two or three months when I got back from Iraq. Uh, and then they decided that they were going to chapter me out for my injuries. Uh, and they medically retired me and I got out and, <clears throat> and tried to do a whole bunch of things when I got out, you know, but nothing ever was the same as, as that, you know, because, you know, that was, that's that person's worst day of their life. Right. And you're coming to get them and take them out of that situation. You know, there's, you know, your comfort and it gives them comfort to know that we would come in and get them if something happened, you know? Uh, so it's like, man, that's a hardcore mission, you know? Sure. Uh, and that's, that's an important mission. And, and you feel the urgency of that, right. To getting out and then just chasing that feeling again, you know, never, you know, I, I could still get up and I still do. I get up at six o'clock every morning. You know, now I'm a lot more structured because I've snapped out of some of that stuff. I've figured out that, hey, schedules are important. Accountability is important. Uh, but when I first got out, there just wasn't that. And it, it, uh, it turned into just a cycle of me trying to hurt myself and just self-destructive behaviors uh, in and out of the church, you know, go to church, get angry with the people in the church, never go back you know, blame God for the people in the church, you know, uh, feeling, uh, losing trust and losing hope and all, all that good stuff that happens when you're in a mental spiral, you know? Uh, and then one day I really tried to hurt myself like bad enough that I was in a coma for a while. I broke my neck. Uh, and the VA actually made someone live in my house with me for a while because they were afraid I wouldn't go to meetings or not meetings, but my appointments, they were afraid I was going to keep hurting myself. And the lady that they sent to live with me uh, was dating this guy that owned a music venue in town. And so she started dragging me out to this music venue. And uh, after a while, you know, I found out, Hey, I'm better than some of these people, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I think it was just like a couple months after that, I was on a record label and, and then all of a sudden they found out that I was a veteran. I wrote this song called Lessons Learned and someone sent me a, a message that said, hey, I had just got out of the hospital at the VA, the mental hospital the upstairs. 
And I heard that song and it saved my life. Wow. Wow. And then, then everything took off. And then I met Justin and the film stuff started happening. And now here I am on you guys' podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> the creme de la creme right here. <laughs> That's right. Moving up. So being in the military and going through those uh, traumatic things that you went through, helping the people and rescuing the, the injured uh, people and evacuating them, was that something that you feel like contributed to it? Or was it after you left the service, you just missed that having that urgency, that sense of important uh, purpose uh, that was going on in your day-to-day life? I think it's, it's both, you know, uh, you know, cause I still have like fond memories of combat, you know, what do they call it? Euphoric recall, right? There were some times that were awesome, you know, and regardless, that's an adventure. That's the adventure of a lifetime. Right. Uh, but then there were some awful, awful things that happened, you know, things that people just shouldn't have to, you know, that there's re- laws are there so that people don't have to experience some of the things that you have experienced in combat, you know? Uh, but so there were some for sure traumatic events that contributed to it, but then the loss of import, uh, the loss of an important mission afterwards, you know, because I, because to, like I said, to me, that was an important mission and nothing really measured up to that, you know, and after that. Uh, so I think it was a combination of both of those things. I missed having that, but I also never want to do that again. Sure. Does that mean? Yeah, Hank, and I want to toggle on what John was just kind of asking, and I was watching a little film that uh, about yourself, you know, getting a little of the background, and I think, and you had alluded, you did a lot of stuff when you got out. I think you were a, a special ed teacher, coached a little bit, so went down some some other avenues of trying to help others, serve others in a way, just like being a medic in a, in a, in a sense of service. Um I think a lot of us in our lives go through, I mean, I definitely have personally like, what's my purpose? I had an identity of being a baseball player through college and then got out and trying to find the working world. And you kind of struggle with, uh, like you're saying, some of those euphoric highs or moments you had um, playing something that you dreamed of doing and then you're out doing something else. Can you speak to the fact of how you've come to finding some of your purpose in life today? Was it more of a happenstance or did it take you getting into a structured place and also trying to put effort into to seeing what your current purpose would be. Well, to, to, to tell the truth, uh, it, it's going to go back to Justin Roberts, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was so unorganized and like, I didn't know, I just knew like I could do stuff and I would do stuff and I would do it. I would be okay at it. And sometimes I'd be really good at it, but it just, after a while, it just wasn't, it just, it's not the same, you know? But then I met Justin and, and, you know, Justin was struggling with some of that same stuff too, you know, uh, and we were in similar type units. In fact, our units were sister units. Uh, he was at Campbell. I was at Bragg. Uh, and so we started, we were able to talk to each other about that stuff and we can talk to each other in a way that people would think we're crazy. If, uh, if, if we were talking to somebody else about that, you know, that hadn't been in those situations. Uh, but what we started doing was we started having a nine o'clock meeting. We said, well, let's talk tomorrow. What are you going to do today? Well, I'm supposed to be doing this. Okay. Well, I'm supposed to be doing this. So let's talk tomorrow. We can just make sure we did that stuff, you know? And then it turned into a nine o'clock Monday through Friday work call. And that was like five years ago. Right. And so since then, now we've gotten involved and, and we've kind of uh, merged our brands almost, if you will, or at least, 
you know, he does a lot of stuff with my band and, and I do a lot of stuff with, with his projects and we include kind of made anything that we do as a band is open access to him for his films because nice. he does so much for us and he helps. I, I keep telling him I'm going to have to start giving him 10% because he helps us get shows. He helps us get videos. Uh, but uh, the other thing was he redirected me towards a purpose, you know, and then the purpose isn't just to make music and to make uh, movies. I mean, that is part of the purpose, but the main purpose is to do good and to show everybody that look, it's not hard to do good. You know, in fact, when you do good, other people will do good by you too. And if everyone would just do good, to, we just found that we think we can do good for people that are doing good, you know? Uh, and that felt like a purpose again. No doubt a purpose and, and a showing of hope. And, and I'm just listening to you kind of, again, had some lunch with you, visiting with you here on the backside of some things and you smile a lot. You seem pretty, pretty outgoing, hopeful, happy person. So I think that that's a pretty, pretty neat thing as well. Can you take us a, a little more deeper into the dive of um, kind of what happened to you to take you down the road? Like you said, you, you ran into some drinking, went, went through, I'm going to call it a brush with life in which you, you quite frankly, it seems like didn't want to, you thought it might be better off being, you know, in heaven, so to speak, than being on earth. Can you take us through some of the mental grind or times when you just got to that dark place in life? Again, I think life's in my philosophy, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and then there's the days kind of in between, so to speak. I can tell you, uh, unfortunately for me, when, when I finally decided I was going to reach out to the VA, it was when they were still kind of learning and experimenting with, you know, uh, with the, the mental health medicine. And, you know, part of the thing was I was taking 17 pills a day, a day. And some of the pills were pills that were supposed to just counteract the pills that they had given me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, uh, you know, the, uh, I remember one of the side effects for the pills was suicidal ideation. And I remember talking to my psychiatrist. I'm like, why are you giving me a person with the history of trying to hurt myself pills where one of the side effects is suicidal ideation. And when I try to hurt myself, your response is, Oh, don't worry about that. That's just a side effect from this medicine. We'll take you off this medicine. Don't give me that medicine. Yeah. You know? Uh, and uh, nowadays I think they're a lot more cautious and aware of some of that stuff, you know, and then they're finding out that there's other things that are helping uh, veterans and people with depressive type things they're more holistic and natural. Uh, you know, like I'll tell you, one of the things that helped me was chiropractor. Bam. So, oh <laughs> man. Building God up. Oh goodness. Listen, listen, as crazy as that probably sounds when you're not walking around in pain and, and like, uh, you, you start to think a little bit more about your health. Once you say, Oh, I'm not supposed to feel like that. I felt like that for so long that once I got a few, uh, a few uh, weeks of, of that and massage underneath me, all of a sudden I, I was like, Hey, I can pick this up. It doesn't hurt. I can wash my hair without my shoulder hurting. Uh, so yeah, that was one of the things that helped too. So. That's awesome, man. Um, another thing I think that has been very helpful uh, for you, it sounds like is that brotherhood that being able to lean on Justin. Um, mm -hmm. I know we have a lot of veterans that are out there that are going through similar type stuff that you and Justin obviously went through. Um, 
how would somebody go about reaching out to someone? I know that, you know, from Justin's interview, he was saying that uh, suicide is one of the leading deaths of uh, retired service men. Uh, how would somebody go about reaching out for a relationship like that, to have a morning call, to have some accountability, to uh, get a relationship with someone that has the shared experiences? Well, you know, there's obviously there's the veterans groups, you know, the VFW, the DAV, uh, uh, American Legion. We've done a lot of stuff with American Legion. They, they helped us make a video one time. Uh, but then there's also Facebook groups, you know, and there's veteran to veterans groups that they have set up that you can get on where they're not real judgmental, but they also have a bunch of veterans groups where they, people talk like veterans and it would offend everybody. So like, <laughs> be, be aware of that too. But you know, if you're a veteran, then you know how veterans are. Uh, my advice is just, you know, try to avoid the ones that are politicized, you know, uh, because that stuff anymore is just adding a little bit more grief to everybody, you know, uh, but there's, there's tons of, of stuff out there on the, uh, and then there's, there's, if, if you're struggling with, with, uh, mental health stuff, you can go to one of the, the, they call them the vet clinics, right. And they're kind of like the VA, but they're separate. Uh, and they'll have groups, you know, sometimes, and then you can have face to face with people. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of access to veterans if you want to find them. You know, Hank, um, a lot of times I don't think people quite know what it's like going through that. In fact, you know, I think of music itself, you know, a few of these bands that have done tributes to veterans and their music videos. I don't know if, uh, uh, five finger death punch three doors down. I mean, there's some videos that are just amazing, but that's the experience that I, you, you see what's happening. Cause they try to really show you what's happening on the battlefield and it's intense. And my brother-in-law is from El Salvador. He was in a civil war and he had some PTSD from his childhood being involved in that, that war and seeing how it kind of affected him. And, and here you are, you're actually the person who is in the situation and you're the musician. So it's like a two for one showing people that, Hey, I've been in this dark place, but I'm also bringing my experience to the forefront to hope and, you know, give people inspiration and hope. And we try to share our story with people just for whatever it can do to motivate them. But you're, you're kind of like, I mean, it's like the epitome of going through it and then giving the message through your music. How's it been? How's the response been from people, veterans who've, who've watched your performance uh, and just people who are struggling, you know, they might be having a bad day. Well, shoot, you had a, you had a lot more than just a bad day, you know? And so kind of putting it in perspective, maybe my problem's not that big compared to, you know, some of the things that you've gone through and here you are reaching this high level of achievement afterwards. So have you had any kind of cool experiences, just meeting people, talking to people, just some things that come to mind? Uh, you know, we've, we've been really lucky that we've got to play some, some really great shows in some great places, you know, uh, we played an event in Los Angeles and uh, it, like, it was a really, it was a, it was a, it was a cool deal. Cool people were involved. Uh, like we were hanging out with Wu-Tang clan in the, uh, in the <laughs> and uh, I remember I, I was talking to method man and red man. And, uh, and uh, I, I, all I can remember is man, Wu-Tang clan, they just look really unapproached, really unapproached. <laughs> <laughs> They're just these angry guys sitting on the couch. And I was just like, yeah, I, I don't need to talk to those guys. <laughs> they might get mad at me. Uh, but, you know, we played a show in, in uh, Indianapolis one time and they brought the, 
the Vietnam, they have a mobile Vietnam Memorial wall. Oh, wow. And they brought that out there. And, uh, Indi- this Indianapolis, for some reason, the morning of the show, they decided that they were going to repair all the roads around the venue. And so we had this giant parking lot and like vendors galore. The news had already been out there and interviewed us and then nobody could get to it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. There was maybe there was maybe 150 people there when there was maybe should have been, you know, eight or 10,000. Wow. But wow. But it, you know, we made the most of it, you know, so like when it started, I started sitting in the audience with my guitar because, you know, wireless guitar <laughs> and I'm just talking to him holding and then we, then the show started. So I just kept playing and almost ran up and I didn't make it in time to sing the first line, but, but it was fun. Uh, and then uh, afterwards, you know, veterans almost always come up to us after the show. Uh, and sometimes it's an easy conversation. Uh, Sometimes it's not, but what's great is like my business partner is a chaplain. So if it's a hard conversation, he, I mean, the guy used to give death notices, you know, so mm-hmm. he's able to have those hard conversations and it, and it, it lets me be more of the, the smiling, happy face, you know, but, but the truth of the matter is, is I'm, I still have my really hard down moments too. You know, uh, I'm just really, really blessed that I have enough really great things going on in my life that take me away from those spots. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Can you actually, and I think that that's a, a well said thing. Um, you, you can't always remove yourself completely from the past or things you've experienced, stuff like that. What do you do? Or do you have any tips for, you know, again, we're all human. We've all been through our own trials, tribulations in life. What do you do to go through those type, uh, when you get in those type instances where you have a down moment or something like that, do you try to re refocus on the good, uh, involve yourself in it, let the time pass, so to speak, you know, what, is there any tips you got for us on that, Hank? I name it. I give it a name. When that feeling comes, I give it a name because when you give something a name, it gives you dominion over it and I can push it further and further down. And I recognize, Oh, that's just this. That's right. just that. And, you know, uh, when God gave Adam dominion over the animals, that's how he did it. He lined them up and he had them named them and he named them because once he named them, he was, he had authority over them. So that's what I've been doing. When I start having these feelings, I name them. And, and sometimes though, it doesn't matter, you know, cause I can name a lion, a lion and he's still going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but since I've named that lion, a lion, and I know it'll kill me, I'm like, oh crap, that's a lion. I'm going to get away from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, that's what I try to do. And it, it doesn't always work, you know, cause sometimes, uh, sometimes when those things hit, they hit and you're blindsided by them and then you just got to deal with them. Right. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk yeah. about a little bit more about you once you get out and you, you refocus and find your purpose with music. You want to talk a little bit more about that transition, how you got to it. I know you kind of, Talked a little bit about your caretaker dragging you out to venues and you saying, oh, well, I can, I'm better than these guys. <laughs> how did that come about? And how, how did that change your mental output? Well, well, initially it was, you know, cause I wasn't better than everybody. And there were people that went up there and I'm like, oh man, I am not going up after that guy. Uh, but what ended up happening was we ended up getting signed to a record label. And I say we, it was me and this kid named Kenny. Cause did he have a beard? Oh, he did, man. Oh, 
And, uh, and he was like 19 years old. Right. And I was like, I don't know, in my thirties, but he could play a little bit of lead guitar. And so we just were, we were going to do the, like the Simon and Garfunkel thing. Right. But then when, uh, when we got signed to a record label, it was a CBM records in Atlanta, Georgia, the studio that they sent us to the guy used to be the drummer for black label society. Right. And so, and that's like Zach Wilde's band. So, so he's like, you know, this would make a cool rock song, you know, did this, this, and this. And I was like, oh yeah. So we did that. And Kenny quit because it was a rock song. And oh, I man, no <laughs> Kenny. Uh, but then, you know, I had guys like Mike Froge helping me make records, uh, the black label society guy. And then, uh, a country bass player, Billy Bosworth, he was Georgia Red Clay. Uh, and so, so then all of a sudden I was a rock band, but I didn't really have, I, I didn't have a band. I would still go play shows by myself, you know, because that's easy. And then one day we got invited to go to South by Southwest. Yeah. Uh, wow. Like I, have a, I had to put a band together. So our first show could be South by Southwest. And, no uh, kidding. And it was awesome. Right. And then we started doing these great things. We got invited to play at the inauguration with Three Doors Down and Toby Keith was supposed to be there too. Uh, and then when uh, when Donald Trump won, both those guys dropped out, you know. Uh, uh, and, and the lady called, uh, Asal Ravandi, she called me and she's like, look, you have to be a leader. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so we did that and that was pretty awesome. Uh, and that's where I met Justin, as a matter of fact. We were the entertainment it was at one of the inaugural balls. We, we were the entertainment and he was given the invocation, you know? Uh, yeah. But, but so that happened and things started going really, really, really well. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and the mm. world shut down, we lost a year. And during that year, we lost a couple of guys in the band, which we're better off not having those guys right now, just because of what the direction we were going versus what they wanted to be doing was really the same. Uh, and then, you know, while we're doing that stuff, Hurricane Laura happened, you know, and uh, me and Justin had just decided that we were going to do this do good show. And uh, we're like, okay, this is going to be good. We'll find people doing stuff and helping people. And then Lake Charles got devastated. And that was the only way people were able to exist is by helping each other. No doubt. And so, yeah. so we, we embedded ourselves there for like six weeks. Uh, well, he's embedded there for his whole life because he yeah. was there, but, but, but I came right away, you know, uh, and we slept downtown and then we slept like in at people's houses. And I remember we slept at his house with no electricity and, you know, uh, slept at his in lot, like hobo life, living on the couches, you know, uh, and it was awesome. And I met a bunch of people and I fell in love with Lake Charles, you know, uh, and yeah, now I go back all the time. In fact, my Jeep's still parked there. Yeah, a part of you just does not want to leave. Uh, that's it, tough it, when your car doesn't want to leave. California is what it was. Because every time I'd get ready to leave, something would happen. I'd be there for six weeks. <laughs> I think this last one was supposed to be a, like a five-day trip, and I was there for six weeks. That's crazy. So did transitioning into music and, and playing in a band like this, did that give you a greater sense of purpose? Um similar to what you had in the military? I know different kinds of things, but was that a greater purpose that helped give you more meaning uh, and fulfillment in life? Well, I think it was, it was a lot closer to that because I felt like other people, it was a purpose that was needed. You know what I mean? 
uh, because you can have the perp and, and, and it's not knocking, you know, someone who's a manager at, uh, at the regional gas station, right? Cause that's still a, a good job, you know, but there's a difference between going to work. Uh, I think, and your purpose is to make money or your purpose is to increase profit, you know? And right now I feel like our purpose is to, is to help do good for people who are doing good, you know, in the band and the show, uh, we just combine them because it's the same mission, you know, and it feels like we're making the world better by having this mission. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this, Hank. It seems like intertwined with this playing in the band, being a medic, getting out and doing some coaching, et cetera, you've always wanted to serve people. Do you, I, it seems like that's a, or being a helper in some sense, it's, it's what you're still doing uh, to this day. Is that something you grew up always having that in you or when, did that kind of come out? Was that more brought out when you got into the military um, and, and wound up becoming a medic through that channel? Uh, you know, I think, to me, it all kind of boils down to like leadership. You know, when I was a kid, that was what was ingrained into my head, you know, be a leader, be a leader. You know, I played football and the, I, you know, I was a quarterback and I was every skill position, but I was, you know, a leader. Like, you know, when people would quit, I'd be the one trying to bring them back. When I joined the army, I wanted to get promoted so I could be a leader. You know, right. uh, when I, I went to college and played football, not as well as I did in high school, but I did, <laughs> you know, I was there. Oh, I watched, cool, a lot of, I watched a lot of foot college football games with really great seats on the bench. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but when I was a coach, that's, you know, I wanted to be a leader, you know, and in my band, I'm, it's, it's my band. I'm the leader, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm de totally dependent on those guys. You absolutely know? but it's it's i'm the leader you know and that's it i think that striving that sort of stuff is kind of what kind of got me doing where i'm at right now you know uh and not like you know and, and i'm not saying like i'm a leader i'm great it's just that's that's kind of that's kind of uh that's kind of what was ingrained on me since I was a kid. You know, that's who you yeah, want I think to that's be. somewhat inherent. You're inherently born yeah. to lead or, or to, you know, serve, follow, so to speak. So yeah, it definitely sounds like that's an innate quality that you were given. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I think that that's what it is. I just, I just want to be in charge, man. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean I won't follow. Cause like in the do good thing, Chappie's for sure the leader, mm -hmm. you know, uh, he sets the tone and he helps us, uh, he sets the events and it's, it's like, he's, he's just smart with this stuff, you know, and I trust him. So Hank, you had mentioned, uh, you're going to be going to California soon doing this panel. There's obviously a, a bright future ahead for your band and, uh, the do good mission. Um, where can we like continue to stay in touch and follow you? Where can people reach out and, and see how you're doing, which what's happening and, and maybe connect with you and what your mission is. Uh, obviously, you know, you can go to Facebook, uh, Hank Barb, I'm on Facebook, and I think they just made a Hank Barb page. So, like, you'll see a couple of them. One of them's me. If it <laughs> says for Justin, that's you can do that too. I don't care. Uh, and any place that you stream music, you can listen to Three Beards, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, uh, or do they Apple Music? I mean, uh, it, social media stuff. Uh, and then do good, uh, the show, dogoodarmy.com. 
Three Beards, our website, we're getting ready. We were working on our uh, updates to our website because we've got an album coming out, but the uh, should be out when this, when this comes out. And that's a uh, threebeardsband.com. Awesome. Uh, awesome. And anywhere else podcasts like you guys is too. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool, man. And, and we appreciate you joining us today, Hank, before we let you go, we do want to ask uh, you the question we like to ask all our guests. And that is, who or what is driving your car for proverbial for what drives your life, so to speak? No wrong answers out there. What what comes to mind to you when we ask you that? I think friendship and purpose. You know, having having a mission, having people to to work on the mission with you, with me. That's that's what drives me. Is I wake up and I know that I've got something to do today that's going to positively affect people, whether it's the people that are going to receive my services or if it's the people that I'm partnered with in my life to accomplish this mission. Wow. Man, very cool. Well, Hank, we appreciate you coming on, man. It was it was a good experience, and I really think a lot of people, veterans, our listeners, uh, can get a lot from it. And we thank you for all you do for us, man, and have done for us. Uh, man, thanks for having me on here. It's making me feel cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hank, thanks for coming on. Looking forward to it. Whenever you come back to Lake Charles again uh, to have lunch with you again. Have a hot dog. Have an, ha, Try the hot dog this time whenever you come back and maybe visit your Jeep while you're here. <laughs> yes, and hopefully I'll be available that time. I can't wait to get together. And I encourage the listeners, check out uh, threebeardsband.com. The music's really good. It was fun. I enjoyed watching your music video, and uh, it's pretty awesome. So we got new ones coming out, so here pretty soon. November. All right, guys, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in with us this week. If you get a chance to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Sing with me